0: More with Jeff Carlson and Mason Marsh on their photographic adventures. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world class software. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a two-part conversation with Jeff Carlson and Mason Marsh, the co-hosts of the Photo Combobulate podcast, about a photographic journey that they recently took. In the last edition, we started up a discussion of workflows on the road. We start there again as we wrap up that part. We talk about some of the lessons they learned on their adventure and a whole lot more. So let's go back and let Jeff and Mason do the talking.
1: Well, so for my part, I... Had my laptop um, partially because I was running the the beta versions of Lightroom that just came out this week, and so you know I, I wanted to be able to play with that, um, and I think mostly because I I mean the the computer is just where I do a lot of my processing, and so that's why I had my laptop with me. That's why I I just imported everything into there. Uh, the problem was, uh, you know. The laptop battery. I mean, so I, I have a 2019 MacBook Pro. It's a 16 inch. and It's got a, a like a pretty decent GPU, and that that's great when I'm in my office. Um, but <laughs> you know, you fire up Lightroom, and it's using the GPU to do a lot of the the, the rendering and the editing and the processing. And um, you know, like I like this machine, but it is not good in terms of of battery life when you're running anything by adobe and so which is one reason why i'm really looking uh, seriously at getting one of the new uh you know m1 max uh, macbook pros because you know like it might actually last it's it's it could be fascinating um and so so that's just just where i'm i'm more comfortable doing my importing and i can do some keywording and things like that the problem was um you know this screen again great screen but not as great when i'm sitting at a picnic table in yosemite and <laughs> you know i would have to either you know crank the, the the brightness way up which then affects the battery or wait until you know the evening where i could see better but because we'd gotten up at five o'clock in the morning by eight thirty nine o'clock, I was knackered. I was just like, I can't do anything. And I, I, I have to say like, this was the first time that I was just sort of looking over enviously at Mason with his iPad and the screen's super bright and you can see everything really nicely. I have the, the same model iPad. I have the 11 inch, uh, but, but I hadn't set my workflow up that way. And it it was a real eye opener for me seeing how 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 much of a difference that actually made which is sort of funny cuz i'm the guy who wrote a book on using the ipad for photography at one point i think part of it is i i just chose wrong in this <laughs> in this circumstance um i think if we were completely hotel based that wouldn't be an issue um but just you know, in, in terms of being in the field, and I don't have hoods or anything like that that would, you know, help with that. And I, I didn't want to go that route. I actually there was one time when I was looking at at uh, pictures or I was working on my laptop. I think this was in Yosemite, and I was like mm-hmm. sitting in a camp chair behind a tree that was giving me some shade, and, and I think I had a t-shirt over my head. And then, you know, blanketed over the laptop. I was like, yes, yes. Here I am in the amazing, spectacular nature of Yosemite. And I'm huddled under a t-shirt with my computer. I just felt like I was, I was violating every rule of being outside. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. What? I, at one point, I looked over and I was like, "Where did Jeff go?" And I I saw him kind of tucked in behind this big pine tree, and he, he put this shirt over his head. And I was just like, the the ergonomic uh, challenges there of him curled up in this camp chair, <laughs> thinking, "Here we are in 2021, and this is this is what we have to do to work on our photos." And then I went back to my nap in the hammock, but
0: um, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say you got a photo of this, but I apparently, not. no,
2: you know, I, if I could have, re- if I my one. phone, I think my phone was over on the table, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait for this new MacBook pro with this screen because it being the same one, same style of screen that's on my iPad. I know I can use it anywhere. And after seeing Jeff's um, challenges with it, the brightness and the contrast of that screen on his computer it really solidified for me that uh, any future computer that I buy has to have at least that kind of a brightness of the screen that we'd enjoy on the iPad. Now it's once you have it, you realize how good it can be, and you don't want to go back and do a normal <laughs> low contrast screen. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> and, you know, even in even in coffee shops, you can't you can't really. Expect a dark place to work when you're on the road. Unless you want to you know hole up under a shirt somewhere. So you've got to have a screen that can do that. And Apple's gonna give that to us. And you know, Jeff's gonna cave in and order one of those new MacBook Pros. I can just feel it. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Maybe. I I feel like there's an opportunity here for you to 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 develop the photocobobulate blanket. my God! Well, don't say this
1: because Mason Mason will brand anything. So yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So so look, just go go to wherever your favorite uh, curtain store is. Get some blackout curtains. You know, go to mm-hmm. somebody and have them embroider a photo uh logo on it, and sure. there you go. You got it.
2: Yep. Actually, I would create a a a hat a, like a wide brimmed hat that had a roll out curtain. That's the, that's what I'm envisioning. That you'd have this roll out hat. Uh, one nice thing about Jeff's laptop, the that cranking come out up, this structure. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one of the things that that I pictured with Jeff at one point, you know, in the evenings it'd be quite cold, and there was one night where Jeff had to stay up late. He was working on an article uh, under deadline, and he, he was I think it was in Yosemite. He was out at the picnic table working, and one thing I. Had in my mind was at least he has that laptop and those fans to keep him warm. You know that thing's cranking out (laughs) all that heat. You know if he'd gone into his tent, it probably could have gotten it up to at least sixty degrees in there with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) GPU screaming. Okay, so so here's one for you Um, because I hear Jeff say that he made he made one mistake. What did you all learn? I mean, because you are both very experienced photographers. Um, this is certainly not your first rodeo, but I think that every time you take trips like this, you have to learn something. So what, what did both of you learn? of uh, and I'm talking about gear, um, sh- shooting in general, you know, packing, planning the whole bit. What, what lessons came out of this?
1: Well, I can think of a couple things. Um, well, it's funny I'm trying to think if there was like something new that I learned other than, yes, I can spend so much time with Mason and we will never run out of things to talk about. Um, <laughs> which I mean, uh, um, I, I I'm forgetting the numbers already, uh, we drove 1600 miles and it was like almost 60 uh, hours. 20, in the
2: car. 2,600 miles, 2,600 miles.
1: Yeah. Sorry. 2,600 yeah. miles. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's good to be with a friend who you can keep, talking to (laughs) um but like just a a lot of things were reinforced for me so for example you know we we mentioned running into some of these these photo groups uh i think every single workshop that we ran into you would have the sunrise or the sunset and the sun would, would would break that horizon and they'd get some shots and then they would leave And again, like, I'm hoping that they were doing that because they had something grander, but I know in at least one case, uh, we we were at the the bristlecone pines forest, uh, which is just this amazing spot. And we know that at night, as soon as the sun went down, they were going to all go have pizza because they were all really excited about this pizza that they were going to have. And so, (laughs) you know and and the, the, they were a lovely group we talked to them for for quite a while while we were making photos and they were really um really gracious about um being in a photo space which i think you know just to go on, on a little slight tangent sometimes you run into people who you know like like they're there to get their shot and they have this sort of relentless pursuit of 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 doing that Uh, but then you have to have just like a a measure of 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 politeness and a measure of being able to get along with people and so with this group it was fantastic because we we all just sort of ended up in this knot um, near some trees that was you know a good photo angle and so you know there was a lot of I'm gonna shoot here, hey, when you're done, can I shoot in that spot? Yeah, absolutely, and you know you move around and you accommodate, so that was great, but but then they went off to have pizza, uh, partially because the the sky was smoky, but um, the sky was smoky, and you know the the light was fading quickly, but we stuck around. I think we were there for another two hours, and the smoke cleared. This, the, the the milky way came out the stars came out we have these like amazing night photos these astrophotography shots that these people you know i'm sure they were warmer and full of pizza but um, you know in terms of making photos we had just a fantastic time there and so the lesson that, that was reinforced to me over and over again was you know don't just look at your phone and it will tell you when sunset is. And then once it ticks over and says, okay, well now it's, you know, uh, 11 hours until sunrise. And then you head out because there's so much light that happens. There's so many different things photographically that can appear, you know, I mean, so many times that's when things would get good. That's when the sky would look the, the best. And so being able to, to, to to take our time and this is something that that we built into the schedule. We weren't just going to go and run and take a few shots and dash off to the next place. We wanted to to explore. And so this was stuff that we already knew but it was just so reinforced for me that this is the way to do it and if you're there to make good pictures because that's that's really why you're there putting in that time and being patient can really pay off.
0: That's that, where well, there's so much wisdom there because that, and that doesn't just apply to, well, I know I'm serious. It, I don't think that just applies to what you're talking about, Jeff, that photo taking, but you know, we're all constantly distracted by so many things. There's something to be said about being in the moment and, or being focused on, on what yeah. you're there to do. And, not being distracted by great pizza. You know, the great pizza will yeah. probably be there tomorrow, but for right now, let's do what we're here to to do. Right. So.
1: Well, and, you know, it, one of the things that, that we talked about on our podcast uh, that was, you know, really hit home here was, you, yes, we're there to make photos and, you know, we're thinking about composition and light and all of that, but, you know, we were also, on the valley floor in Yosemite. We were in these amazing locations in California. And so, you know, you, you have that, that, that big chunk of also appreciating where you are. And th- there were a few places um, we were in the, I'm going to say it wrong again, Tulome Meadows. Did I say it right? Tuolome. 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 Tuolum- oh man. Okay. The Tuolome eventually. <laughs> eventually I'll get it right. Um, Uh, and so this, this was on our way out of Yosemite and we, we go to these meadows and we we, we pulled off the road and just sort of went exploring. I, I went exploring for, for quite a ways. And when I look back, the photos that I got from that, that part of the day, they're fine. There are a few that I, that I really like, but. I I can't really say it was like, like a big bounty photo, uh, portion of the trip, but I had the best time. I mean, I, I was just, you know, out next to a little stream. It was kind of cool. Um, the, 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 weather was crisp and it just gave me a chance to, you know, pause and reflect and, and, and breathe deeply, uh, even, with the smoke the smoke was was, wasn't too bad right there um and just appreciate the fact that i was out doing this and i mean it sounds almost i don't know i sound like a motivational speaker or something but you know a, a big part of landscape photography and doing this is getting out there and seeing new things and enjoying the experience and so, yeah, my photos from that day are fine. Uh, but my memory of that day is a lot stronger. And that's okay.
0: This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of Text Expander, my most used productivity utility. Text Expander gives you the power of text expansion. That means that you type just a few letters or numbers, called a snippet, and have it expand to a word, a sentence, a paragraph, or a page of information, or a block of code. Pretty much anything that can be expressed as text can be handled by Text Expander. Have something you type incorrectly every time? Text Expander can correct it automatically every time. And it can do it in English, French, or German. Have a favorite snippet that you want to share? You can do that with just an email invitation, and you can set permissions on that shared snippet. You can insert the contents of the clipboard into a snippet. You can organize your snippets into groups. You can search snippets via keyboard shortcut. The list goes on and on and on. How could you not want to tap into all this power that is so easy to learn, set up, and use? Right now, I want you to visit textexpander.com slash podcast and sign up for a free trial. You will have your first snippet up and running in minutes, and once you do, you won't go back. TextExpander from Smile, the makers of world-class software. Thanks to Smile for their support of Mac Voices. Mason, how about you? Lessons learned? Yeah, you know, probably the biggest lesson I learned,
2: you know, listening to Jeff talk, I, I kind of running through my head, you know, I, there's a thousand lessons that I learned. Um, but one that's going to stick with me the longest is, is this one. Life for me, I'm 52 years old. I'm, I've had tons of great friends in my life. Um, very, very fortunate. I have a wonderful family. You know, I have a lot of social interactions, very fulfilling for me and very satisfying, but to spend, you know, 10 days with someone like Jeff, who we share a lot of common things. You know, we went to college together. We, you know, we've known each other for over 30 years now, but we hadn't s- sat down and spent time just the two of us. I don't think ever for any length of time no, um, not like this, And just the two of us sitting in the car, telling stories and telling jokes and just being goofy. Um, We picked up, you know, a while there, I think there's two or three days where all we did, every time we saw something cool is we do an Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. You know, we just did this over (laughs) and over. We're two grown guys just having fun on the road of all the photos I made on this trip. And there's several that I'm really, really proud of. The thing that I'm going to carry the longest from this trip was that I got to spend 10 days with Jeff and, that that has a lot of meaning for me because I've been cooped up in the house for 18 months (laughs) or more now with, uh, people that I love, but it's so nice to get out with somebody different and just have some time where you could be yourself and relax and be in beautiful places with this person and share this experience. And so I think a lot of us spend so much time socially engaged in various ways with technology, um, but to simplify that and just have two people together talking is something that doesn't happen enough. And so for me, that was that's what I learned, was I need to do that more. And so I'm already thinking of where's, where Jeff and I can go next year, because I've got more stories. <laughs> I, didn't get, through, <laughs> yes, he I does. didn't get through all my stories yet. I didn't try- Believe me,
1: there's an endless supply of fascinating stories.
0: <laughs> okay, so... At the end of the day, you two took a lot of photos, you traveled to a lot of places. What are you doing with the photos? Where can we see them? Or are they for just for personal satisfaction? Or are these going to be leveraged into other projects or all of the above?
2: Yeah, every single one of my images can be sold as an NFT. So you'll (laughs) be able to buy them. Okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't even understand that stuff. Uh, If you go to photocombobulate.com and go to the episodes uh, link, you'll find the page for this last episode about our trip. And there's a large gallery on there. So if you want one place where you can see a lot of photos from this trip that they're collected in that gallery. Otherwise, um, I plan on kind of trickling mine out as I get them done on social media. There are several of my photos, I'll be honest, check, Several of my big panoramas that are so big, my old iMac can't take them anymore. Um, I'm waiting (laughs) for that new M1 Max laptop to fully finish processing those images. (laughs) Uh, And so I'll be sharing those uh, and using those for various work things for years, I'm sure. Um, But I I do have a couple. There's a couple, especially one from the Bristlecone Pines. That was a really... uh, special spot for me shooting the stars in those 4,000 year old trees, just stunning. There's one in particular that I think is going to have to become a big print somewhere in my house. So I need to figure that out and, and get that ordered here pretty soon. Cause I'm itching to see that in on, on something tangible.
1: Yeah. Um, I, same, I think for, for, for a lot of my stuff. Um, what's funny is and what was sort of problematic during 2020 we were going to go to italy on a workshop and of course uh covid shut that down and for the last several years i've really enjoyed being able to do a workshop get a whole bunch of images and then use that for the various projects that i have and so even though i've got you know a hundred thousand photos in my library um, probably more, um I sort of feel like 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 I'm scraping the barrel lately <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff in there, and I'm 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 having to to dig deeper to find things to use for articles and books, and so being able to go out and get another, I shot somewhere around twenty six hundred uh, photos on this trip. Uh, wow, one for every mile. Um, <laughs> that's not how it worked, but um, yeah, and and. And to have that, so, you know, the, the, the books that I'm working on right now, um, you, you'll definitely be able to pick up a book and be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all when Jeff did this trip, uh, (laughs) down in California. Um, but then also, you know, our, our, our Instagram, um, accounts. I mean, some of it is just, it's been nice to, to not try to process everything all at once. it's been nice to, you know, maybe do a few every night and post. And so, th- you know, you, believe me, you're going to see a lot of autumn photos, autumn leaves in my feed for a while. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be just just that and and for projects and, and things like that. Um, I, I should clarify, um, when you go to the photocombobulate Combobulate site, uh, it is episode six that you want to look for that has all these photos. Um, and I'm sure we'll figure out other things because it's, I now feel like I have this, th- this wealth of good imagery to work on, um, and, and occasional bad imagery that I can use as examples for how to fix things, which is also, <laughs> also helpful for the types of things that I do. So,
0: Hey, absolutely. i I've, in fact, that would be, I think almost as interesting as the shots themselves is okay. This is what I, this is what I start with. Here's what I end with. Here's how I got there. So, mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah yeah, it's i find that when when i go on a trip like this it's a weird mindset because obviously i'm looking for good photos and good compositions but every once in a while i'm also looking for okay here's an example of really bad exposure or um you know here's an opportunity where i can turn the iso up really high and get a noisy noisy picture and see how i can fix that later so Mm -hmm. um it's Sort of g- goes back to that that question earlier about you know what are you thinking about and is this on, is this vacation and I find myself you know looking ahead like oh you know I think I think Luminar might be able to fix this really well I should I should take this shot in a really poor way and then do another one that's in in a better way and you know it's all it's all swirls around
0: yeah well I think th- one of the reasons that I was so anxious to talk to you both about this. I listened to the episode and this is something I will never do. And and I, because I, I know I'm just never going to take two weeks to just go and shoot photos. And I'm certainly not the photographers that you, the photographers that you are, you two are. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's just not something I will ever do. So the idea that, because that I would have to find some way to justify it and there would be no way. Mm-hmm. You two obviously can use those things. And yeah. for, for different projects and different purposes, but just the idea that, okay, I'm going to go take two weeks and travel to all these really beautiful places and try to capture this stuff is, I, I applaud you for it, for taking the time to do it. I, I wish, I wish I could, and I wish more people could, I think it'd mm-hmm. be, the world would be a better place, but that's a whole other yeah. discussion. So,
1: yeah. Well, well, I know. I mean, I know you can take we're, a long weekend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Might be able to squeeze that in.
2: Yeah. yeah. I know we're incredibly fortunate to be able to do that and call it work. Um, you know, now, there wasn't a day on that trip where I wasn't like, wow, this is so nice that we're able to do this, um, that our families were gracious enough to say, yeah, go ahead, you know, get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. It,
2: you know, it's definitely not something I have, I will ever take for granted. Um, one thing I would say to echo what you just said, Chuck is, getting to these places in California, especially, I felt this profoundly when we were in Yosemite. Um, I was in Yosemite Valley about 20 years ago. And we went back this year, it felt a lot different. It was, you know, the drought, the fires, the uh, impact of the amount of people that come to these places. Um, It really, Yosemite really felt beat up to me. And I step back and i said you know i'm really glad we're here and that we're going to photograph this because it's possible that if i came back in 10 or 15 years that it's going to look different and you know especially if a fire comes through there especially if the drought persists and these trees die and things like that and so i think that as we drove through areas where fires had burnt through and we went through areas where we even saw ruins of houses and things that had been hit by wildfires um, it really pressed onto me the importance of going and seeing the stuff while it's still there <laughs> and getting out and yeah. not relying on other people to come and document it, but come and see it with your own eyes and take your own photos. It's it's really important.
0: Well, I did hear from both your families and they said, thank God, these two went away. We got two. Kind of relaxation. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> just like, let's let's send them away for another two weeks
2: <laughs> yeah. they're they're already blocking it out on the calendar
0: for next year, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. they're planning what they're going to do while you two are away, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great my 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 family they they took a weekend and just you know went to a hotel somewhere, um and it was like, oh, good, we don't have to deal with dishes or anything
0: like that, so. So So you're out hanging out freezing your your backside off in a sleeping bag, and they're going to a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the smarter I, of this group? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I will always say that my wife is the smarter of of the group, so that's mm-hmm. that's just like the the, the baseline, so
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, confirm that.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good nice and nice well I will have links in the show notes um, to get to episode six of photo combobulate and um, i any any equipment or gear these gentlemen send me links to I'll have there as well um, and anything else that during the conversation seems to scream out for a link I'll make sure that is there so you can enjoy this because obviously they they did go through some hardship but it sounds like they had a lot of fun doing it to get this stuff thank you guys for sharing for sharing this both on the episode and here, um, because, like I say, when when I was listening to it, it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to look behind the scenes at some of this and find out, you know, how things went. So good stuff. Good stuff.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the whole episode. That's a uh, it's a long one. <laughs> well, it,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. But, but you know, like I say, it's, it's really intriguing. Um, so I will let you promote, you know, photo combobulate because folks are going to say, what's that? Um they may have missed your first appearance <laughs> here on Mac Voices. So what is photocombobulate?
2: Okay, I'll Go take, take yeah, that. <laughs> um, they don't, we know, don't know. <laughs> you know almost to oversimplify it, photocombobulate is like sitting in a car with Jeff and I for a couple hours. You know, you're it's it's us having a conversation about something we care about. And in, in this particular case, it's photography. And we both find, as Jeff is an author, I'm a I'm a photography educator, we both have spent years now um, trying to help make photography accessible to people who weren't born with a camera in their hands. And it, this particular uh, style that we have is very conversational and fun. And so photo is a chance for us to hang out some more and talk about photography and help people understand it a little bit better and take better photos.
1: Yeah. The whole idea came about because, um, you know, like photography is complicated. There's so many different parts to it. I mean, just here today, we've talked about not just cameras and lenses a little bit, but, you know, gears and laptops and iPod uh, iPads and, um, you know, uh, the clothing that you're going to wear and the sleeping bags and tents like like there's so much around it and so we wanted to have something where we can we can take these things apart make sense of them and put them back together so that you know you're not discombobulated you're you know thinking purposefully and making uh i know You thought I was going to, I was going to use the term. You're not discombobulated, you're photocombobulated, (laughs) Um, but, but you're, you're, you're putting things together because as we found on this trip, even though, you know, we are sort of, you know, the quote unquote expert expert sometimes, um, you know, there are times when you can be in the most beautiful location and if you're if you're scattered, if you don't know where your gear is, if you're fumbling to try to find the lens or the new memory card that you need to put in, um, like that's all distracting you from the reason you're there. Take good images, enjoy the experience. And so the the podcast is really a way to figure out how do we put those things together so that they're not a distraction so you have a, a much better time doing it which will result in better photos and more satisfaction etc
0: I listen to several phot- photography oriented podcasts and it's easy to, to try to say this while you two are here but I really do mean it Photocombobulate is different um, it's not necessarily focused just on gear or just on technique or just on the the geekery of photography but it it kind of covers all those and a lot more so I that you two have created something unique in that space at least i haven't stumbled across anything like it and i would encourage everyone to go and check it out if you're even moderately interested in photography and you know dip in and dip out if it doesn't work that's that's kind of what podcasting is all about so
1: yeah thank you that yeah. means a lot thank you well
0: yeah, thank thanks. you guys thank you because obviously it's a labor of love and uh, uh, those of us that are listening really appreciate it and they don't know it yet, but they have given me a reason to bring them both back because they made reference to something that I would like to explore deeper, but we won't do it now. We will do it a little bit later. So expect to see them uh, later on Mac Voices. Excellent.
1: What could it be? I actually have no idea. <laughs> Neither <laughs> we'll one of them do. I can,
0: I can tell, yeah. Um, so, Jeff it's Mason, thank you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for having us on.
0: Yep, we'll do it again. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Go listen to this episode of Photocombobulate. I think you'll find it very interesting, especially if you enjoyed this conversation. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web.